This is episode 429 for August 2016. Before we get to our show, I'd appreciate your support. Log on to our front page of our newly redesigned website at spidermancrawlspace.com. Look for a button up on the top right that says support this site via PayPal, and you can help us pay the bandwidth costs that it takes to host 400-plus episodes up on our server. All right, gang, on with the show. Hey, Crawl Spacers, welcome to our review show. Let me introduce the panel. We've got Zach. What's going on, Zach? Hey, everybody. How are you doing? Ashley, what's going on? How are you? I'm good. How are y'all doing? I'm good. I'm good. Happy to have you on. <laughs> and we've got JR. What's going on in your world, sir? Well, we are the champions, my friend. <laughs> and, and we'll keep on fighting till the end. All right. There you go. The hell? I don't know. <laughs> he He's just talking about me. the Cleveland Cavaliers. He's living, oh. He lives in Cleveland. The, the, the curse is broken. Oh, I'm... I, I got you, JR. I got your back. See, I'm not a sports guy, JR. I just thought you were singing for Freddie Mercury. Uh, <laughs> uh, George, what's going on, George? Uh, not much, and uh, we'll we'll get all the, we'll get to the all the spider shit in a minute. Okay. Uh, but I know what what people really want right now is they want content rich Pokemon Go talk. <laughs> no, all it's right? not the Pokemon crawl space. And oh. and so tonight I, I I got in from hunting my Pokemans. Uh, and I noticed that I had three eggs that uh, were 0.2 kilometers away from hatching. So I had to go. I had to get right back out in that heat. Because you just got to do it. I mean, you got to get it done. They're not going to hatch themselves. Am I right, Ashley? Right. Oh, right. No. Anybody else play Pokemon on the panel? I've been playing. No, no, no. me neither. What yeah. is red may never die, right, George? Oh. <laughs> if it's not red, it's dead, Ashley. Exactly. <laughs> All right, and we've got Mike. What's going on, Mike? da 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 dum, da dum da Are you doing the Hulk theme music? What the hell? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that is the exactly, Hulk theme. Because I know Brad, you're so sad about your second favorite superhero uh, has just kicked the bucket. He died two years ago. It's good, man. <laughs> Bendis killed Hawkeye, who killed the Hulk. How does that work? Bendis, Bendis has now killed Hawkeye and the Hulk. He's, and now, Hawkeye, he's now killed Hawkeye. Hawkeye came back. And then to, Hawkeye killed the Hulk. So. Hawkeye, well, well, Hawkeye came Bendis, back with a better series after Bendis <laughs> killed him. Didn't, so the didn't Hulk, Bendis already kill too. Hawkeye, though? That's what I'm just saying. Yeah, That's what Hawkeye's I'm saying. back, and then Hawkeye killed the Hulk. Oh, yeah. I thought you so meant like I, Hawkeye was dead again. I was like, he'll so get better. I was singing the song in, in, in tribute yeah, to yeah. the fact that Brad lost his second favorite superhero. It's all right. Spider-Man's yeah. died before, too. He came yeah, back. Yeah, but, okay, wait a minute. Now, the Hulk is every bit as diluted right now as Spider-Man is. Mm-hmm. You got Green Hulk, you got Red Hulk, you got Green She Hulk. No, 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 no. You got Son of Hulk, you got Son of Son of Hulks. No, if, they got. They, well, hold on, hold on. Hold who on. the hell knows anymore? Gary Dugan, who writes Deadpool, also wrote the Hulk, and his one of his best storylines is where the Hulk went around and got, took the powers back from all those colors of Hulks. Well, so no, because it. Red Hulk is still around. He's coming back. Yeah, yeah, he may become back, but at the moment he hasn't come back. And uh, She Hulk. Welcome yeah, to the Pokemon Hulk crossface. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, let's get to I- iTunes reviews. We've got one. We've got one review <laughs> oh, from. Hang on. Wait, what? Wait, what? Wait, wait, I've wait, wait. moved on. What? No, you've moved on. We haven't. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, what are we moving on from? Before, before we move on, I just want to say yes. Barbasa. That's the what one you the, went with. Like my shaving cream, Bar- Barbasol. That's the starter you Bar-ba. chose. You chose Bulbasaur, Bar-ba. really? Goddamn right I did, and I, oh then, I got, then, then I got then uh, I got I got a Pikachu later. So why don't you back off me? That sounds so Real? dirty. I same got a Pikachu. Actually, same team, and, and he's already in Ivysaur now. Why okay, okay. The only person that can that can that can start this podcast with Pokemon 
until I could join. Wow. Okay, or we've we've Ashley. gotten we've gotten the Barbasol out of our system. Okay, Barbasol. Yeah. I'll slap. Bar- I, I just shaved with Barbasol this morning. It's all good. Uh, we have one. Are you smooth as a baby's knee, you know. What? Oh, you know, baby booty, baby. Uh, we've got one review from June 25th. We haven't had any from July, so feel doing, free. To, are we not doing iTunes reviews? What do you That's think what I'm we're doing? doing now. If you weren't Barbasol drunk, uh, <laughs> we, we have. No, no, no. When you said. Yeah, because I was sitting here disappointed in you, and then when you said we've got one review, I thought we were just going right to ASM. I'm sorry. My bad. That's okay. You're, we're doing... you're right, and I'm an asshole for saying it. All right. <laughs> we got that out of the way. Uh, we have a review from Dalla uh, with a uh, dollar sign, and he spells it D-O-L-L-A-H. Uh, five out of five stars. The, the subject leads into the review, so it says, there ain't nothing wrong with a little Crawl Space podcast. Mm. These guys are passionate about the characters of the Spidey universe, and they express that with views unapologetically. If the current title is great or not up to snuff, they grade accordingly. They also might dig up an older tale from Spidey's past and be just as hard on it. In the end, the panel may not agree Mm. about where Spidey has been, but they can't help but look forward to the future and do it with fever? Fervor. Fervor. There you go. Fervor. Who reads for a living? Fervor. Barbasol. Where's Wonder Woman from, Brad? Uh, (laughs) Barbasol. All right. (laughs) Thema Scara. There you go. Thema Scara. Now, George, I'm handing the review of the one issue. Whoa. Did did George snort? That was Ashley. Oh, okay. Well, they're the same person. I didn't snort. That was totally Ashley. Wow. Not me. Wow. All right. No, if it were me, I would totally claim credit. That's funny. Somebody snorted. Nope. I don't snort. Okay, it's the ghost. It was, it was me. I, I snorted. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> George, after several hundred podcasts, you've never snorted. I, I, that's, I've, I've snorted before. Contagious. It's just, wow. It's just, right. it, no, he, it, wasn't, it wasn't a thing until ready. Ashley got on. Very nice. All right. Um, uh, we have he snorted one, some stuff all right before the podcast. We have oh, one right. amazing Spider-Man comic to review. Yeah, we're using the term loosely. <laughs> and it's Amazing Spider-Man Volume 4, number 15, with an Alex Ross, Mary Jane cover that says, The New Iron Spider? Question mark, exclamation point. George, you have got this one, so review this one for us. All right, right off the bat. Yeah. Um, right off the bat, I mean, you guys know how I feel about this this Iron Spider costume. Right. I've made because, no bones about it before. I, it, it's, a, it, it's piss poor. Um, I've never liked it. It reminds me of a horrible time, and and not just Marvel comics, but in Spidey comics. Um, and with it, and in in this issue, as we'll see, Spider Man just continues to just uh, just kind of flail around in the shadow of Tony Stark. Uh, pretty much everybody. And yeah, but basically, it's it's yeah. just it's it's Tony Stark's universe, and everybody else just kind of lives in it right now. Mm-hmm. And so we start off in Avengers HQ, and I don't, even, I don't even know where this place is anymore. It looks like it's in, in, in like a forest somewhere. I don't even know. It's like an airport hangar. Yeah, it's a former. St- I guess you have to read the all new Avengers, but it's a, isn't yeah, it a, that's not going to happen. Yeah, it, it's a former Stark <laughs> hangar, isn't it? Because he's broke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, he's broke. Yeah, okay, he's broke. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so. Mary Jane and Jarvis are watching monitors or watching Regent kicking the shit out of Iron Man and Spider-Man because Spidey can't kick the shit out of anything anymore. Nope. <laughs> and um, and so Mary Jane is like, well, by God, somebody's got to do something. Oh, hey, look at all these crates. Uh, you said they came from Avengers Tower. Oh, hey, look, 
I, I just happened to almost instantly find this shitty costume that reminds <laughs> us all of a terrible period in Spider-Man history. I think I'll put it on and go save somebody. Uh, uh, George, uh, I, I don't think that's what she says. <laughs> <laughs> oh, zing, ah. zing. I may be paraphrasing. <laughs> so uh, then Regent is uh, is transporting uh, Iron Man and, and Spider-Man who are semi-unconscious. He's transporting them in his mind balls. <laughs> Whoa, that <laughs> yeah. that image is kind of phallic, isn't it? I didn't For think of that. Of a better term. Yeah, look it at, is. I mean, look at that, that image. It's, it's very phallic. phallic. Yeah. There's two balls and region in the middle. Dude, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't, wow. Oh, hey, Brad, you want to say Brad? You want to say phallic again? Phallic. Ugh. <laughs> so he's carrying him back to the place where he puts uh, all the superpowered people in goo. Where he t- puts his superpower balls. Right. Uh, yeah. Where he carries them in, in, in his superpower balls. He in unloads balls them and, and then puts them in goo. Because yeah. he's got to catch them all, right? <laughs> yes, he's collecting them like Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> exactly like the Pokemon. Oh my gosh! Got to catch them all. Got to catch them all. I don't want to live in this world anymore. Uh, so uh, while he's doing this, Harry uh, is submerged in the goo uh, and activates uh, his little—I uh, don't know—spider foundation wrist signal, whatever the. I think it's Clash, isn't it? The Clash wrist? Yeah, yeah it's he, the he, Clash. Ma- he mentions Clash, but I think Clash is part of the Parker Foundation or whatever the Yeah, but F the logo on Whatever the, the F we've morphed into now. The <laughs> logo on Harry's thing is the Clash symbol over there. So, uh, yeah. so he, he activates that. It goes off. It breaks the, uh, the goo container. Harry flips out. He's all covered in goo. Um, <laughs> and, and he activates the uh, the thing. He activates the wrist thingy again. It's like it's, it's like an electric comp from uh, Electric Woman and Dyna Girl. Why would they not take that off before they put him in goo? Just wondering. I, well, they're they're not very bright. I guess at, so. Uh, or it's it's plot convenience. They're not very uh, you know bright there at Region HQ. Mm-hmm. So um, he does it, and he manages to uh, to. You know, use it and contact Spider-Man and be like, oh, my gosh, uh, hurry, I'm in trouble. So then suddenly Spider-Man gets this second win and suddenly isn't an unconscious anymore. And he's like fighting against uh, fighting against Regent's mind balls. <laughs> <laughs> and he distracts him long enough for uh, the Iron Spider to come along and, uh, and blindside uh, Regent. Uh, as this happens, Regent, so so... Spider-Man's uh, mind ball collapses. Spider-Man's out. He's fighting Regent. Iron Spider's fighting Regent. Then suddenly, oh hey, Iron Man's free too because reasons. And um, oh yeah, that's they're cute. all fighting uh, Regent at this at, at one moment. Mm-hmm. Spidey, uh, Mary Jane, and Regent all pause and they're like, hey, uh, you know, they get they all get deja vu a moment of deja vu. You know, back to uh, renew your vows, which uh, apparently didn't happen before Secret Wars, and now has happened because apparently it sold so much they want to do it as an ongoing. We'll get to that later. So all this happens, and then Mary Jane looks at uh, she, she lets Peter know who she is because she calls him Tiger. Yeah. And, uh, and and during this during this fight, uh, Spidey even yells, "Whoa, no flag on the play!" And I'm like, "Dude, there's so there's supposed to be so much on the line right now." Yeah, you know, and and, and I I don't know this this felt out of place. I'm like, nah, can you can you straighten the f up once? Yeah, can you try to focus just once on on what's going on? And so then he's perfectly fine with leaving Mary Jane. Yep. Alone to fight the guy that has kicked the butts out of what the Marvel Universe apparently. Pretty much, he's ready. He's fine to walk away and go get Harry. I'll go save Harry. Yeah, the guy who we thought was dead for years anyway. I'll mm-hmm. go save him. Yeah, why not? 
and leave you here to fight this guy yep. alongside uh, alongside your your new boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. So so Spidey uh, infiltrates the base while uh, Mary Jane and Iron Man fight the big bad. I want to reemphasize that it's a Spider Man book, and Mary Jane and Iron Man are fighting the big bad. Are fighting the big bad. Very good. So, because we'll come back to that later. Mm-hmm. We're going to come back to that point later on. So Spidey breaks into the holding container, starts smashing stuff. He manages to free Miles, who was in the goo, um, finds Harry. And then we go back to Iron Spider and um, or to Mary Jane and Stark, uh, continuing to fight Regent. Miles uh, incapacitates Dr. Stillwell before she can do anything. Spidey frees more people from the containment units. And just in time, as Regent's about to bear down one final time on uh, on Mary Jane and Stark, then suddenly here comes every hero and villain that was contained inside there, and they're all facing Regent. Yep. That's it. That's the end of the fight. Yep. Well, there's yeah. there's nothing past that. There's no huge. Okay. Well, hell, I'll take all of you on. For those of you who think the story's crap and might at least enjoy a huge fight, sorry, we're just going to end it here. Mm. <laughs> yep. Cut to him in jail, yeah. Cut, cut to him in jail. You got Peter and Stark talking, and, you know, eventually the talk leads to Mary Jane, and, oh, uh, Peter Parker, you know, this is Spidey talking because he's we're, we're still going by the thing that you know, Stark doesn't know who Peter is. Uh, and he's like, uh, well, you know, he, and he's, talk, he's talking about Peter. He's talking about himself again. He only realized he lost MJ after she'd moved on. You better not make the same mistake. She's probably <laughs> the best thing you've got at your company. Yeah. And then uh, later on, Peter and Miles take a selfie, and uh, Mary Jane reveals that she was Iron Spider, and Tony's like, that's awesome. I wish I could drink again. (laughs) (laughs) Later on, you see Peter getting ready, talking on the phone, and Mary Jane's getting ready to, you know, she's blow-drying her hair. Pete's putting on a tie, Mary Jane's zipping up, and they both go their separate ways because they weren't even talking to one another to hang out with other people. Mary (laughs) Jane's having champagne with Tony Stark. And uh, Peter goes on to um, to the coffee bean there with uh, it's it's like Marvel suddenly got the you know again they got the memo oh shit people are saying this isn't Spider Man anymore I guess we better throw in everybody that's Parker related yeah at the end including Mockingbird who's not Parker related no <laughs> at all but hey what the hell ever yeah right <laughs> uh, we see Robbie again for the first time in what years I guess yeah. who's that with Robbie is that his wife I don't know who that is I, I know one of Robbie. Which one are you talking the about? One the one to the right of Robbie. The one with like the Gwen Stacy hairband. Did Robbie have a daughter, yeah. JR? No. Nope. Could be Gloria Just, just Randy. I, no, Gloria Grant's in the foreground yeah, next to Betty Grant. Oh, okay. Is, 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 is uh, Robbie's wife alive still? Yes. Yeah. I think oh. that's his wife, honestly. She was alive okay. in the 80s. I don't know if she's... I, I, I can't remember a time when she died, so I guess that's still... Because yeah, that's the, pr- was, that, that's the, the prowler next the, to him. She was alive in the 90s because... Um, she was the one that convinced Robbie to leave the bugle whenever Norman yeah. owned it, yeah. and then and then that was resolved off panel because reasons. Yeah. So uh, everybody's getting to know everybody. Aunt May's playing with Harry's kid. Uh, Peter's introducing uh, uh, his next nowhere girlfriend to uh, Aunt May, which is uh, Mockingbird, because we've we've already known Marvel's not going to let anything go with that. Yeah. So uh, so there's absolutely no tension there at all because we we know where every girlfriend situation is going to wind up. Yep. Um, we got to talk to we got to see Betty and uh, and Robbie a little more. And Jonah's there suddenly. Suddenly, Marvel remembered that Jonah's important to the story or should be somehow. Yep. 
Uh, and then suddenly Jay goes into a coughing fit, just like Aunt May did, what, uh, two issues ago? Mm-hmm. And falls down, you know, with blood frothing from his mouth. And, oh, no, Jay, somebody help and call 911 uh, to be continued. F. <laughs> F, 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 F. And I think I've given almost every damn issue now of this worldwide Spidey Industries thing an F. Mm-hmm. Um, Here, we'll get to your pros and your cons in a minute. Let's go around the horn for grades. JR. Uh, D plus. Zach. C. Ashley. Go with the C. Uh, Mike. D plus. F. Out of me. Yeah. Oh! Um, go ahead with your pros, George, if, if you have any. Uh, we saw Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's who who gave it the highest grade? I heard a C, some C's in there. I'll let Ashley go first. Okay, later. I think Ashley and Zach both gave them C's, right? Yep. Okay, Ashley go first. Yeah, I guess it's just it's just meh. There's nothing that's average for really you. Really, yep. that I take offense to, and there, but there's nothing really good about it either. It's just mm-hmm. perfectly average. Is there what? Is there some good things in there that you liked? Uh, is there any positives? I'm. Starting to feel like Harry Osborne should get his own book because I really like what's going on with him, but yeah. I don't know what actually would happen in it. But he's kind of stealing the show panel by panel. Mm-hmm. Zach, what are your pros? I, I see. Okay, I get that. Um, I get George's criticism about, about the fact that uh, Iron Man and Mary Jane fight the fight the uh, the battle. I didn't mind Mary Jane being the one to come in and help the two of them. I mean, she has experience. They used continuity correctly. This isn't continuity porn to me, where they showed the panel of her putting on the Iron Man suit during the other, and then, of course, Spider Island hashtag. So I didn't... I wasn't upset with the Mary Jane parts of this issue, and that's what elevated the issue for me. Mm-hmm. However, um, and I think the artwork is mark- markedly approved. Um <laughs> Was that a cat? Yeah. <laughs> it's the one she carries around when she goes to conventions. But um, I guess the cat liked it too. But um, but yeah, I, I felt like the artwork was better. I felt like Mary Jane was drawn better this issue. I know we had so much, so much complaints last last month about um, about Mary Jane's the, the style that Cam and Cole used for it, Mary Jane. But uh, I, I liked I liked the issue overall with Mary Jane. There was the other parts about where. Everybody just sort of goes back to the status quo of how they sort of should have act, should have acted in the earlier parts of this arc was kind of kind of nice, but at the same time, I'm like, why didn't we get this in the very beginning of the arc? Yeah. Okay, time to tackle cons since obviously we're done with the pros. Uh, <laughs> let's hear uh, out of George since it's his review. Go first with your uh, your cons, which are plenty. It sounds like. Well, <clears throat> once again, we have Spider-Man becoming a backup character in his own goddamn book. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, I, and I don't know now, I, I can't tell if this is being editorial driven, if this is coming down from Alonzo, that, you know, uh, Spider-Man mm-hmm. just can't shine in his own damn book. Can't. Or if this is just part of Slot's fan fiction, that, you know, he just wants to tackle so much that Spider-Man sort of gets pushed out of the frame. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, I mean, that... that the character, it, it's gotten so bad that the character runs away from a fight, leaving Mary Jane behind to fight someone mm-hmm. who's supposed to be a big enough threat to take down, you know, most of the major or a lot of the major heroes and villains in the Marvel Universe already. It's not responsible. 
It's not responsible, nope. and it is. It's got. We, we've gotten to the point now where the character. We well, I, I, we've gotten to the point now. I say that, but really, it's been going on for a long time. This character is completely unrecognizable. And Jr., what are you doing? Are you moving? No, I'm arranging all my pill bottles. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead, George. Later, he's going to start sniffing glue. All right, listen for that. <clears throat> but um, no um, it's. That's it. Just continues here, really. It's it's yeah. the the character is just unrecognizable. He, he does things that don't make any sense for the character, yeah. and it's and it, it it's all just so we can continually shoehorn in all of these other characters from the Marvel universe. Spider Man is such a non-entity in his own book. Yeah, anything but and, amazing. And and not only that, but again, don't get me wrong. I love the Iron Man by uh, you know uh, the Downey Junior Iron Man. I do. I, I, I get it. I get it why the character is so popular. I love him to death. I am sick and goddamn tired of everything Spider-Man now being having to be tied in with, with effing Iron Man. I'm just so sick. I'm so done with it. Mm-hmm. Just done with it. And I'd like for this to be the end, but no. No, it's not because we've also got to deal with um, with uh, Civil War too. Mm-hmm. You know uh, the the new you know sequel to the to the uh, event du jour. Big, biggest complaint, George. Uh, he's he's a uh, minor character in his own book. Any any that that uh, f you at the end where you think Peter is going out with Mary Jane. What oh yeah, that? yeah. That's it's more salt in the wound. I mean, they know they knew what they were doing with that. They knew what they were doing. I mean, nah, well, that was that was a dick move of a scene. They've said that they've said that before. They love to to push buttons and get the fans angry about shit, yeah. and um, so it's just just more of that. You know, it's more of a middle finger. Hey, we know this is what you want. Too effing bad. It's not what we want. Um, and it's just I, I I would get angrier about it, but we're we're used to it. Yeah. And and it, I kept thinking this entire time that MJ was putting on the suit to go save Iron Man and uh, Spider Man to save Spider Man in his own damn book. Um, <laughs> yeah, that uh, as many characters have had done before uh, over the years now. Um, the, when we left this character in the pages of Amazing Spider-Man, it was at the end of what Goblin Nation. Yeah, and she was like, "Oh, I'm so sick. I'm so sick of all this of Spider-Man and all the superhero crap, and I don't want anything to do with this. I just want to be normal." Blah blah. blah. So of course she goes and gets a job with another superhero. Mm-hmm. And then winds up putting on a superhero costume to go fight a supervillain to save another superhero. Yeah. What the F? Be consistent, Marvel. Yeah. 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 Does it, well, leading off, um, piggybacking off of that, um, one of the things that really frustrated me about this issue was here we have P, uh, Spider-Man going, oh, well, kind of reconciling with MJ and learning how to let him go. But this is like what this is now, the fourth time this has now happened. Oh, it's just ridiculous. Because – uh, first of Mary first, Jane and him breaking up and walking away from no, each other. No, yeah, like uh, no, of Peter, of yeah, Peter basically accepting that Mary Jane is like, what, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh well, you know, she's got, yeah. I've, I've got to learn to accept that she's living her own life. At first, he did it in Superior Spider-Man, Spider-Man Two, where he congratulated Doc Ock for doing the courage, courageous thing that he never did by letting. Mary There's Jane. a country song, the longest leaving act in town. Remember Brown. that? Yeah. Yep. And then yeah. he got, and then of course at the end, end of Superior Spider-Man, like George said. And then you got Amazing Spider-Man Volume Three, Number Three, where you know where she was with uh, Pedro, the placeholder firefighter guy. Yeah. Who, by the way, whatever happened to him? I guess we well, no yeah. one really cares. But um, 
but yeah, he was all talking about how it's like, oh, she's now leading her own life. I can't be there. And now he does it again in this issue. So it's like, and this is like the fourth time Slot has to reiterate this thing, almost as if, you know, maybe Slot is kind of getting sick of all the people uh, who want Peter and Mary Jane back together again. Oh, like, he, oh yeah, he totally is. Yeah, he's yeah. like he's trying to eat. You could just tell that he was just trying to tell all tell them like, "Hey, let it go. It's over. We're oh, moving yeah. on. I'm going to pair him off with Mockingbird, even though I said yeah, once upon a time that I don't want like Peter being paired with superheroes." Um, there's that, and then you got the other thing was uh, Peter going through his whole. You know something, Tony? I've learned a valuable lesson today about being obs- you know the dangers yeah. of being obsessed. Well, wait yeah. a minute. We never really saw that in this story. If anything, we saw Peter Parker. Um, the reason why he was, you know, if, spending more time as Spider-Man um, is interfering with him running his own company. You know, not like he's alienating. Yeah, Slot has been alienating his as Peter Parker's supporting cast members and not writing really stories about there's, them. There's not always Peter. little. There's always little digs in at the fans for not appreciating what, what or, or for him not not feeling like his genius is appreciated enough or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and it's just, oh my god. My my biggest con of the book, uh, uh, which is a, a new one with uh, Spider-Man, that we we've talked about how he's sharing his book. I mean, this is Marvel team up times ten. Mm-hmm, but yeah. the, my biggest complaint, which gave it an F out of me, uh, was. The fact that Spider-Man did absolutely nothing in this book. Yeah. He wasn't heroic. There are two main bad guys in this story. There's Regent and whoever that person is holding Harry Osborn. What Spider-Man, he didn't defeat the bad guy. Mary Jane did and the other heroes did. And the one holding all the ones in the cell, uh, who took her out? Miles. That was Miles. Miles, yeah, Miles took Miles. out Doctor Stillwell. Spider-Man didn't do anything. God Almighty! Why even have him in the book? <laughs> He's a minor character. There. Mm-hmm. When I read that, I'm like, what? What? After I read this, I'm like, what exactly did Spider-Man do, or even contribute to this book? Uh. Absolutely nothing. And he also he let the burglar run by, which is Mary Jane to go. F- Mary Jane could have. Get- our, our Peter Parker would not have let his once, I don't know, the mother of his child or his once, the woman he was going to propose to, he would not let her fight him. He would not let her fight Regent. He wouldn't run away to go rescue Harry. Well, it had to happen, Brad, so that uh, she so could that, have her uh, own. So the, so the dance lock could tell his fan fiction. Or, yeah, so he could so he could show that how how good that Mar- that Iron Man and Mary Jane can work together. Yes, it, it's absolutely, it's out of, that is out of character, it's out of character for Spider-Man to run away from his loved one, it's out of character to, for Spider-Man not even to kick ass in his own book. Well, well of- there is a silver lining, though, in the fact that we don't know how long Mary Jane's going to be with Iron Man, because, uh, uh, Iron- as we know with what's coming up with Civil Iron War, Iron Jane is going to be a book, guaranteed. And then, <laughs> you know, they flaunt their continuity that they know their continuity, how Spider-Man or how Mary Jane put on the costume. They can't even get the right number of arms on the Iron Spider costume. It's three, not four. Well, they, I thought that was actually an improvement, but, you know. I agree, but it's not continuity. They were bragging about their continuity. They can't even follow it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, the, the fourth arm, I think, came into play with um, initiative. But, yeah. Oh, with those Scarlet Spiders? Yep. That, yeah. Who knows? Let's hear out of JR. What was your big, what was it, D out of you on that one? 
Yeah, I gave it a D plus. I just, um, beyond what everybody else has said, obviously, I just thought the dialogue was cringeworthy. Oh, it, it wasn't was. in, yeah. it, it wasn't infantile like it was the previous two or three issues, but it was just cringeworthy. You know, Peter, uh, Peter and MJ talking that, that whole, you know, tiger thing. And it's like, that, that just doesn't sound like Peter and MJ talking. I mean, these people have been friends for, you know, well, I guess, you know, two weeks in the new Marvel continuity, but I mean, <laughs> to those of, I mean, they, you know, they were best friends before they were, yep. well, I don't, know, I don't know what the hell they were in a committed relationship. So, you know, and then the, the, the thing with Tony at the end, just, it's yeah, like, it's, that feels out of place too. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's just like, we, we learned a lesson, didn't we? No, you didn't. You didn't learn a damn thing. <laughs> no, I mean, it's like the more, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> exactly. You know, and, and yeah. then there was a, you know, something silly about, you know, when Tony said, well, you know, Miles, if we hadn't been behaving like children, you know, we, we, we probably would have stopped region earlier. And Spider-Man says something stupid like, yeah, I guess. What, what's he say here? Let's see. Yeah. Me oh, too. Yeah, One super- of these days we need to learn that superheroes fighting each other never leads anywhere good. It just is all just like I said, it's all cringeworthy. Yeah. It's an you after know, school special moment. Mary, Mary Jane being with Tony Stark is a big F you to us. And, you know, and then seeing Bobby again, it's just, it's like, you know, okay, we get it. You want to, you know, you're setting this up. We've seen it coming a mile away. You know, we're not surprised and we're not interested. No. So how soon before we hear people like Prowler saying, you know, that Bobby, she sure, she was just perfect for you. (laughs) Yeah. Oh man. She's just awesome and perfect. (laughs) God damn. You know, I guess a pro out of me. I didn't see the J, J Jameson thing. I, I didn't either. I, I thought I, actually, it, I thought it was Aunt well, May, but that by the time I get there, I'm just exhausted from the 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 shit story. Hang God, on, well, hang, hang on, hang on. Ashley hasn't given her cons, Brad. No, I know. I I, I was just saying. I was just adding. You've to totally it. you've totally overlooked Ash, poor I, Ashley. I, I can wait my turn. She's over there sitting with like a, a laundry list. I'm it wasn't just myself. Ashley; he skipped over too. They're, they're I know. I I just, I just ma- randomly saw saw the panel again. I, I forgot that that was a pro, even though we're in cons. I got Zach and Ashley still for cons. Go ahead, Ashley. Feel free. <laughs> um, I can't say I have too many major specific gripes, but there is one thing I cannot forgive. Who was the last person who wore the Iron Spider suit? It's definitely Peter, right? Hmm. No, possibly. Uh, possibly, yes. yeah. So why the heck does it now fit MJ like a glove? Yeah, that's true. That's I'm, ugh, ugh. well. Doesn't it like form fit or something? Like it has it like looks like morphine. cloth, which is weird. Yeah, I, and she's putting it over top unsta- of her clothes or something. Yeah, too. yeah. It's unstable molecules, guys. Come on. Uh, okay. It's, I'm just, I'm just. Oh, as as someone who works with fabric, I get so so <laughs> so, so tired of just this say. assumption that oh, stretchy fabric means magic. Paint on skin. Yeah. <laughs> Hug yeah, but... every little ripple in your body. I'm like, yeah. no. No, I, I can accept, like, you know, the painted on look. Because I'm like, that's just comics. But, oh, this one garment tailor-made for one person fits yeah. another person exactly the same. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why? And then, I guess, too, my biggest gripe is... Uh, what the heck is with Regent? I feel like I have to do the whole Mean Girls thing and be like, stop trying to make Regent happen. Regent is not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, like, it's not. We tried two stories with him. We still don't like him. He's not interesting. He's no. boring. He doesn't... Nothing he does ever has any permanent, lasting impact. Like, 
uh, he's just a big dude who goes around and failing at everything. And he, you know what's going to happen. He's just kind of he's set up so, so that he can be knocked down. And there's there's it's, nothing it's more boring. Like Thanos that. meets the Collector. Well, I was going to say uh, uh, Dark Side meets the Michelin Man, but that's pretty yeah, much that's, wow. <laughs> meets raw, unflavored dough. <laughs> yeah. He's like, the Pillsbury Doughboy, the Marvel Universe. The Pillsbury Doughboy. Now, see, the Pillsbury <laughs> Doughboy is a character. Yeah, really. But his his whole character trait he, is he has <laughs> he has a more compelling story than Regent. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> yeah. Looking at these panels, and and again, the artwork's not doing it for me. There's a scene where Peter runs away like a little bitch, and uh, he rips okay. off the roof to get into the. Uh, to get to to Harry, look at that one panel where it's on the right hand side. It's black, and he's crawling down the wall. He looks like a worm. I know. <laughs> it's leg. Uh, that's the panel. It's not like I'm freaking out at all. Like you see two arms, you see a, a, a waist. Oh yeah. So it's like he looks like it's sliding down. Uh, and, and the Mary Jane face is still not doing it for me. Mm-hmm. And. Some of it's okay, but man, Mary, his Mary Jane is off. Uh, any other cons, Ashley? Just stop making, stop trying to make Regent happen. What do you think of that last scene where you you suspect Peter and Mary Jane are going out? That I feel like I have less of a horse in that race. I've never, you never, you know, I didn't grow up with Peter and MJ. I'm less against it than I used to be. I'll, yeah. I'll give you all that. But I didn't feel any, like, personal yeah. um, attack or anything. But it's just, it's getting immature. It's like, why are you taking these shots at your fans? Like, why? No. And, I, I okay, if you want to reiterate, oh, they're going their separate ways. And, oh, it's, I don't know, they're star-crossed lovers or something. If you want to go with that, that's fine. Except that you keep doing it. Do something different. Do something interesting, for God's sake. Yeah, yeah. I'm bored. Uh, Zach, any cons out of you, sir? What was well, your grade, a D, I think, or a C? I gave, I gave a C. Okay. Mainly because of the Mary Jane stuff. But here's, here's the thing about, there's two points I want to make. Point one is, Mary Jane, them doing the will they or won't they, Slot has done this from the very beginning of his run since they brought Mary Jane back in 600. Yep. It's, it's they did it in Spider Island. They did it, you know, uh, in Six Hundred. They did it with uh, Van Lente rape. Sold. It, you know, yeah. Wait a minute! Didn't they bring her back before that for the whole, uh, you know, to show? Oh, hey, look, uh, well, MJ's with this doper celebrity, and well, yeah, yeah. She I, sees did, Peter, but not really. He did the uh, he did the paparazzi arc and and all that jazz, and they were supposed to get us all jacked up. Oh, Mary Jane's coming back, and then he was with she was with the Snorthead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, again, this is just typical slot. And, and I remember back in Spider Island hashtag, Brad was like, oh, finally we get a moment with Mary Jane. This is so great. And then we ended up getting the moment with Carly Cooper and George, like, through a mini rant. Um, it, it just it get, it's the same exact story beat over and and i'm mm-hmm. i know i'm dovetailing off of ashley's point but it's the same story beat over and over there's no advancement with mary jane and peter parker the only type of advancement you got was when um pardon my language but he was looking at her tits and it wasn't even wow peter. <laughs> it wasn't even peter it was awk you I mean, could say was, breasts there 
<laughs> Pointing that out, especially since we have a couch. No. Oh my gosh. You know? But sex ed was second chair. <laughs> didn't have the impact of the other word. Oh my anyway, goodness. But but my other point is <laughs> my, and this is probably the larger point that I have with, with the issue. You spend this entire arc showing that this guy kicks the entire Marvel Universe's ass mm-hmm. and mops the floor with everybody. And you wrap up this story. It's like he, he got three quarters of the way through the story and realized, oh, snap, I only got one issue left. We could have done without the entire Peter Parker and Tony Stark acting like stupid idiots where the, the 13-year-old the biggest adult in the damn room. We could have eliminated those scenes and focused on the stakes with with Regent. But no, we sit there and, and we have all these asi- these bullshit asides that have nothing to do with the actual story itself with, with Regent. It's just making Peter Parker a look like a douche and Tony Stark looking like an even bigger douche. Nobody looks good in this issue no. and in the previous issues. And, and then you, you, you expect this big epic fight and it's like a giant F you. Nope. We're not going to get a fight. Psych. Uh, he's in jail. This is, this is almost as bad as, as, as the final chapter where we had an entire issue of spectacular that, you know, supposedly had the fight and the issue ends with, with, um, um, with the Green Goblin about to throw Peter Parker off of the side of the Daily Bugle unmasked, and it's like, <laughs> psych. Well, and this is not the first time that Slot has actually done this, because he's gone to this particular trope numerous times where he has this big bad who is, like, super powerful, unstoppable, you can't, you know, is so powerful than to compare to the rest of the, the rest of the heroes, and then right at the last second, oh, he gets suddenly nerfed, and then he's easily defeated. I mean, it's and this he's done this with. I mean, because he did this still with also Regent in Renew Your Vows too, and he did it again yeah. in this story. So he it's kind like, of goes back to that same well over and over again. And, and it's that works every once in a while, but when you start to see a pattern and mm-hmm. you're not you're not getting any better with it. No. Yeah. Um, it clearly should. This is this is part of the problem that I, I feel like we have with SWAT. It's it's. It's it's getting tired. It's getting stale. Right. Yep. And and it's just it's just not working anymore. And I hate that because I know that he, he genuinely has a love for this character. I, I really do believe that. Mm-hmm. But I just don't. Uh, I, I think it takes a backseat to his to his own ego. I absolutely agree. I think at this point it's just doing this by n- minutia. Yeah. And it's not. I, I somebody mentioned. I think it may have been George last month. The whole Mackie thing. Mm-hmm. I think we're re- we're reaching maximum Mackie. <laughs> yeah, we we we've, we've hit peak slot. Yeah, I think we've hit. Dude, peak we slot. hit peak slot years ago. Yeah, because yeah, he he's gotten peak, to the peak point. slot was superior, and that's it. Yeah, because after superior, that was his high point, and then ever since then, or he's actually even even since Wacker left and Nick Lowe took over as editor, or absolutely supposedly as editor, um, he, we've seen him. We've seen the quality of this thing go down. Like he's slot kind of repeating the same story beats over and over again. Then you kind of really get the sense that he's kind of just kind of on a hamster wheel, just kind of just going. Oh my around. God, the dialogue is so bad. Mm-hmm. The dialogue is always just so bad. Mm-hmm. People don't talk this way. Like, like he should go take some classes from Bendis. I hear he's teaching over there in Portland. <laughs> um, it's just the, the character deserves so much better than this. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And I and this is this is something that I never thought I'd say. 
I miss Steve Wagger. I yeah, I, I I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I don't. Miss <laughs> uh, <laughs> here's a question: uh, Why does it sell so well? It's evidently in the top ten. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man. Well, not oh, in the recent. Hold on, not hold on, in the recent. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Let me. Uh, right. Amazing uh, Twelve is the latest stat I have. Uh, Seventy-four thousand copies sold. Uh, it's it, it's in the top twenty. Does that make you better, Mike? Actually, Brad. Okay. Yeah. Recent sales estimates have shown that it's now dropped out of the top twenty. Oh, it has. Thanks to thanks to uh, DC Rebirth, it's now. I think it was at. Um, Oh, what was it? It was like thirty-seven, I think. Actually, the latest uh, the latest sales estimates. So it's going down, huh? Uh, yeah. In fact, the uh, Civil War Two Amazing Spider-Man mini number one actually beat it. Okay. There you so go. it's actually so. <laughs> so yeah, it got beat out by a miniseries, one of the uh, Spider-Man miniseries. So. <laughs> What was okay. the last time that happened? I know. Yeah. Never. Uh, <laughs> uh, any other thoughts before we move on to the round the web of this issue? To see if we're all off our rockers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, IGN's review gave it a D plus. Wow. <laughs> they gave it a 6.8. Uh, the pros are a great showcase for Mary Jane and the supporting cast. Has solid art. The cons... <laughs> Though a bit weaker than the previous issues, and also Regent still falls flat. Their verdict, after spending so much time on the sidelines, great to see Mary Jane front and center, and saving the day with Peter Park. When Peter Parker falters, still the story arc never managed to build Regent into a compelling villain in this finale. If issues suffers as a result, hopefully better things lie ahead as slot shifts focus towards building to the events of the clone conspiracy. Uh, let's head over to Newsarama. They give it a C. They give it a wow. out of 10. Uh, with, uh, uh, with so much focus on Mary Jane Slot and Gage, do struggle to pack in so many other characters, leading to a plenty of other subplots getting wrapped up too swiftly a fashion. Uh, let's see. Oh, man, are there the Newsarama pop-ups flying all over the place. <laughs> Ooh, I need to get that ad blocker, George. Uh, Ultimate power play likely won't be seen as the strongest Amazing Spider-Man arc slot and Gage have been involved in with all the different characters and subplots muddying the waters of what this arc began as, the rivalry between Spider-Man and Iron Man and the very different characterizations of Peter Parker and Tony Stark. While fans of the Spider-Marriage will likely cheer as Mary Jane Watson steps up to the plate, fans without that emotional connection can likely wait until slot's dead no more arc begins. Uh, over at Black Nerd Problems, they give <laughs> issue a C, 7 out of 10. All in all, this story arc feels a bit like it was filler to build up to something. The only thing that appeared to have any lasting effect was J. Jonah Jameson Sr.'s condition at the end of the comic. Unless, of course, Tony and MJ start a serious thing and they ride off into the sunset together while Riri Williams holds down the Iron Throne for a while. No. For the love of God Almighty, no. See, that's why I said maybe Mary Jane's not going to be sticking around Iron Man for a while because who knows what's going to happen to Tony after Civil War. Who cares? Let's see. Uh, (laughs) Adventuresinpoortaste.com. What? Uh, They give this one a B. Uh, 
Oh, my God. Good, good. Mary Jane as a hero works, and I want to see more of that. Oh, stop, stop. Good. The Regent story wraps up well. The art is solid as ever. The bad. A lot of table setting with six pages devoted to Fallout and set up for the storyline. Is this book good? This issue, issue pulls off an appearance by Mary Jane as a hero quite well with good setup, solid heroic, heroics, and a concerned Spider-Man that puts his trust in her. All that combined makes for a rousing conclusion to the Regent story. He puts her oh trust God. in her. Right? Okay, uh, kaboom, K-A-B-O-O-O-O-O-M.com. <laughs> Don't forget the extra O. Oh, they give this a B, four out of five stars. Uh, Amazing 15 was a fantastic comic book. The perfect amount of time spent on this story arc, and we're done with Regent for now. People choosing to ignore the series for the time being are foolish. These books are fun and beautiful. Regardless, there are no excuses now, as ASM 16 is beginning dead no more. I, for one, am looking forward to such clone action and curious to see if Dan Slott is up to task. (laughs) Uh, I still urge readers to pick these books up for the art alone. During the 15 issues, amazing... Uh, even the weaker books are worth your time simply to look at. MJ's short tenure as the Iron Spider suit will surely be long remembered. And much, <laughs> much credit belongs to Cameron Coley. It's an absolute joy to see the Civil War fan favorite dusted off another spin. In the final scene where Peter has gathered his friends and family in the coffee shop, he wears a puzzling combination of color in his shirt and tie. A green shirt with a purple tie. The colors of the Green Goblin. I wonder if that is a subtle hint at things to come, or simply an unintentional, confusing choice made by Gracia. Either way, it stuck out like a sore thumb on Peter Parker. I want, you know what stuck out like a sore thumb on Peter Parker? Running away from your loved one as he's murdered practically the Marvel Universe. Uh, spending a perfect amount of time her. on the story arc because, you know, um, we had to go with, with the friend, such a frenzied pace that we completely missed the fight scene. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, SuperiorSpiderTalk.com gives it a D... Solid D, they give it okay. Amazing Spider-Man 15 is a step in the right direction for this flailing series, but still continues to not only repeat recent storylines, but also previous mistakes. Peter continues to be a secondary character in his own book. The writing makes unearned leaps in logic and thematic resonance, and the villain's characterizations remain one note and unable to support multiple issue story arcs. Agree with that. I just give it lower. Who is that? Superior Spider-Talk. Sounds like they've been listening to the crawlspace. Man, <laughs> I doubt that. It, it's it's uh it's if you're a longtime Spider-Man fan, which I think they are, uh, I think we're agree on a lot of things on that. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, that was one book. Uh, we've got a whole bunch more to do with spider satellites. We're gonna go through these very brisk one paragraph explanation of what's going on in the book currently and what you think of it with a grade. So, we're going to start with Zach first. Um, Sweet. Zach, which one do you want to start with, man? Let's start with the Miles. Okay. Uh, we only had Miles, what's going on in that book? What issue are we talking about? We're talking about issue five. Okay. Issue five um, starts off with, um, with Gold Balls, that uh, fantastic <laughs> character. That, uh, <laughs> Wait a what those? What do you call them? Red Balls? Yeah, Red Balls. Regent Balls. So, so we have uh, Gold Balls, which I think actually appear, he appeared in the X-Men title. Yeah, he was uh, Uncanny X-Men under Bendis. So okay. it's fun. Yeah. So so Gold Balls is uh, moving in with Gronky and, and Miles. Miles isn't there. There's a bunch of fallout from last issue when Gronky decided to be a dick and reveal uh, Miles' secret identity to Gold Balls. I just like saying Gold Balls. It makes me laugh. 
we get another uh, we get another scene with Blogger Girl that um, shows that <laughs> Miles is sitting there in a pool of his own blood. Then we have Hammerhead show up and take <laughs> away Miles, and we see the uh, we we see the footage. We then have um, Jessica's or Jessica Jessica uh, Miles's racist grandmother caricature um hire jessica jones because bendis wants to make some more money off of his uh off of his royalty checks uh she's hiring a private investigator to investigate why uh, miles isn't doing well in school we then cut to the black cat hey ashley black cat appears in the um she's with hammerhead they've unmasked miles and they're trying to figure out uh who miles is they try to run his uh fingerprints and everything like that uh Cat talks about his impressive piece of tech. She runs his fingerprint, and he has nothing. He's not any in any of the systems. He's not in local, federal, Interpol, nothing. Um, he's never been so. Basically, there's not anything on him anywhere, and so Cat automatically thinks, with a gleam in her eye, that he's connected. Miles then escapes using his uh, venom touch because it's you know he's so powerful, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Venom escapes, chases after Black Cat, uh, beats Hammerhead fairly easy, and she basically says, look, um, you'll eventually figure out how this world works, and uh, when you want to know more about that, come find me. And she disappears. <laughs> okay. What's what's a grade, sir? How, how's the book? Um, Worth picking up? Well, I, there's two more scenes. Uh, oh. Uh, Miles wraps up the, uh, the rest of the gang at, at Black Cat's layer and um their issue ends with miles's dad becoming a part of shield again so okay or is the book we're picking up it's actually not bad it's i'm okay. gonna be sarah Pacelli does a really good job with the artwork yep um she is inc- she is a in, an incredible gem of an artist and yeah. she does a I agree. really good job i so. agree all right what's your other book you got i've got um spidey okay all right so um Spidey and the Black Panther fight the claw. That's the issue. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, there's some there's some high school stuff, but it's really completely irrelevant. Yeah. Um, Black Panther appears basically because to capitalize on the Black Panther's popularity. Yeah. Um, it's the the artwork is nothing like the first couple issues anymore. Uh, the artwork, I think this artist was the one that did that wonderful Web Warriors miniseries that we love so much. Back in uh, Secret Wars. Okay. So, um, so exciting, right? No, it, <laughs> it, it, it's it's pretty mediocre. Um, it's not horror. Oh, yeah, it's not off. It's not offensive. It's like yeah. this last amazing issue. <laughs> um, but I, I just, <laughs> if this is supposed to be the Untold Tales of Spidey, it's this. It's not. It sucks. And, it, and that, if it's trying to do that, if that's what it's trying to do, no. If it's if you're looking for a kid friendly Spider book, this isn't bad. Yeah. So I'm going to give it a C. It's it's Marvel Adventures is what it is. Yeah, it's it, Marvel it, Adventures with they, every time. They figured that they would sell them a few more copies by not putting that on there. Yep. Yeah, that's what it is. Okay, what else you got, sir? I have got Venom Space Knight. Yeah. What so Venom, what, what was your what was your grade on on Spidey by the way? Spidey, I'm giving a C. Um, okay. Miles, I gave an A. Okay, got it. Um, <laughs> Venom Space Knight. I'm going to give this a, a B plus and. It's random how good that book is. Surprisingly, I, it it to me uh, out of it's all, random out of all the all new Marvel now um, 
launch Spider-Man post-Secret Wars, uh, come please buy our book launches, um, Venom Space Knight's been probably the biggest surprise for me. And, and for both. Oh, you there? Both of us, really, it sounds like. This particular issue, the most recent issue, can you hear me? There you yes. Can you hear me? Yeah. Hello. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. there, there was brief um, parts where you paused. Okay. Okay. Uh, Venom Space Knight, uh, to me, it, it, this the latest issue that I'm going to talk about is the latest issue that came out. And it is surprisingly good. It goes through Flash Thompson's history. It talks, and it's basically an internal struggle between Flash and the symbiote. Um, and what the symbiote does is he goes back to his father's alcohol uh, addiction and his abusive relationship with his father. It goes through um, his relationship with Peter Parker and how he was a bully. And then it goes through his al- his own alcohol issues. And then it takes um, his relationship and how he idolizes Spidey. And there's there's a lot more of the classic Agent Venom. So you actually get to see your girl pal Agent Venom, the one that actually looks legitimately cool. That they've almost ruined in Ultimate Spider-Man, the cartoon. But, uh, um, <laughs> um, but they uh, they do a good job with with going through Flash's history. If you've never known Flash Thompson, this is this is the issue to pick up. The issue ends when Flash eventually gets gets the win, and they've put um, Venom in a in a Fantastic Four um, stasis tube, and they're going back towards the planet. But we then cut back to Earth and Philadelphia. And uh, Mayhem is... Oh, bringing her back, huh? Bringing her back, and she appears at the very end of the issue, so there's something missing. So I think that missing part is going to make a play for how Venom gets back to Earth. Mm, There you go. Okay, what else? You got Web Warriors, I think, also? Yeah, Web Warriors. um, I'm catching up on that book. It's not very good. It's not very good. Not at all. If you're a Mayday fan, you're still getting screwed. Um, yeah. it's unfortunate because basically she's there for plot convenience. Um, she's there to try to keep the electros inside the containment, but we're still fighting. Um, we just got done fighting the, Oct- uh, the Oct- Octobots. I'll call them the Octobots. They're the uh, different Octaviuses and they actually have one of the, um, the female good version of Otto Octavius. Yeah. Uh, joins the team. And so it's like, it's just... What's the latest with Mayday? Last I read, she was trapped with Captain Britain. She is still trapped with Captain Britain. Oh, okay. And, still uh, off the table. Can't play. She's still, yeah. still not playing with that toy, and it, it's very, very frustrating because... That Electra storyline lasted so long. It it was really two issues too long. Yeah. It um, This whole series has just been so off yep. that it, there is a fun element. Element to it. If you if you're looking for good old fashioned fun comics, there is a fun element to it. You just don't need to think very hard. And it's I think it's confusing. I, I think that it's it's very hard to do a team book. Yeah. But it's equally hard to do a team book when you have everybody with almost the exact same power set. So it's very difficult to differentiate. And far too often in this book, they focus so much on Spider Gwen. That it's like Spider-Gwen, it's basically becomes Spider-Gwen team-up, and that really bothers me. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like they're they're pushing Miles so hard, they're pushing Spider-Gwen so hard, but I, I want more of the other characters. I want more Spider-Man India. I didn't actually hate that many series. Um, I wouldn't mind more Captain Britain Spider-Man, but I, when you're pushing, when you're pushing... Um, Spider Gwen so so hard in our faces. It really makes me where I get turned off to the character. And now she's everywhere, and it's just annoying as hell. 
Yeah. And I don't like Gwen Stacy anyway, so that's that's my that's my review. Okay. <laughs> Anything else you got? Uh, I think I that's think it. That, I think that's it. All right, George, you want to go with twenty nine nine? Yeah, I think the last one we covered was like number nine. Yeah, just let's do the, just do the latest issue. Well, I was just going to spitball all three okay, of them. Okay, that's cool. That's I mean, cool. You know, real, real, kind of quickly. I mean, basically, Miguel's been in uh, twenty six or uh, twenty nine twenty sixteen in twenty ninety nine, mm-hmm. and uh, he comes up against um, the uh, the twenty ninety nine Sinister Six, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, Venom, but not Gabe, uh, Doctor Octopus, who is an Atlantean, um, the Green Goblin, who has a twist on. Uh, their identity. Uh, Electro, which is a robot. Uh, Vulture, who of course was the first, uh, first, I guess, legacy villain that he fought in the book mm-hmm. uh, back in the day. And, uh, and a Sandman, who's actually uh, a gal, I guess that makes her Sandwoman, and uh, who can like blow like, uh, I don't know, hallucinogenic love dust into your eyes. That's <laughs> weird. Um <laughs> But anyway, uh, Mr. Sandman, Mrs. Sandman, <laughs> give me a dream. He, he was briefly, he was briefly captured by these jokers, and I use the term jokers literally because they're 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 more like the superior foes. Oh, okay. They're really not all that menacing. And at one point, they have an assistant come in and say, "Excuse me," and then the Green Goblin's like, "What?" You know, and he's like, "I always ask what you want for lunch for noon," and then uh, the Green Goblin's like, "Oh, I don't know, pizza. Pizza sounds good." And everybody's like, "Yeah, pizza. Pizza's fine." No anchovies. Yeah, somebody says no anchovies, and uh, I think it's the Atlantean guy, uh, Doctor Octopus. But um, <laughs> and, and that's funny. But at the same time, I'm like, I, it's hard for me to take these characters seriously as a serious threat. You well, know, when, probably when not we, supposed to. I don't think. We, well, I mean, they're in here for three damn issues. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, it'd be one thing if it was just a one-off. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I, I'm, I was disappointed by that. I was like, give me reason to to feel the menace from these people, because I, I kind of don't. Okay. They don't really give you a reason to until the end. Well, we we find out that um, that the Green Goblin is actually Father Jennifer, who, if you've read uh, uh, Spider-Man oh, yeah. 99, yeah, yeah. Father Jennifer, and uh, and it actually turns out that she's sort of working from the inside, but she's you know a good guy trying to help Gabe and uh, Gabe's girlfriend uh, Casey, who has powered armor, uh, and so. There's there's actually a pretty good fight scene, and then Spidey uh, or Miguel and uh, and uh, Father Jennifer Goblin, Jennifer Goblin, Father Goblin, who knows? Um, <laughs> they uh, they're escaping back to uh, to you know the Marvel six one six asterisk whatever the hell it is now, and um, and right as Father Jennifer is coming through the portal, uh, Doctor Octopus uh, wraps his arms around her and snaps her neck. And uh, kills her. And then, of course, and, and then the portal closes. Miguel's freaking out. And then Miguel's like, no, she's not dead because I'm going to change all of this. I'm going to go back and change everything. I'm going to make sure that none of this ever happens, and, I, and I'm going to take them all down. Meanwhile, back in uh, 2099, uh, the rest of the Sinister Six is uh, hanging out in their headquarters. And then uh, Venture, uh, who, if you'll remember, was one of the early uh, 2099 villains and is now um, in the – Marvel 616 asterisk universe. And uh, he comes through uh, from, from, the, uh, from the past and offers them a job uh, helping them, helping, um, oh, what's her name? Asa? Yeah, Asa, uh, the gal that's in charge of um, the fist. 
Is that what they're called? No, what are they? I can't even remember now. It's been so long since I, <laughs> I've read that issue. I can't remember the name of her organization. But then we find out that the head of it, uh, at the, we see it at the end, she walks into a big office in New York, and we find out that uh, that uh, Ty Stone, the um, the Norman Osborn, I guess, of, uh, of 2099, um, is uh, – is alive and well and and running everything behind that. So that's an yeah. interesting wrinkle that will uh, be jacked up and interrupted by Civil War II tie-in next month that I'm absolutely not interested in all. <laughs> uh, so that's uh, that's your Spider-Man what, 2099 wrap, wrap what's up. Your, what's your grade of the book at the moment? Um, I don't know. I guess a B. Yeah. It. I mean, the the, the action was good, but I I want. Give me, give me some more serious threats. Okay. Let let, Mc, let Miguel be, you know, the sarcastic, cynical comic relief in a way, in Miguel's own way. Mm-hmm. You know, he's kind of funny by just being deadpan and serious. Yeah. Um. And and make give 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 me some more significant threats. I'm just not yeah. feeling it here. Gotcha. The artwork is gorgeous, though. Oh yeah, no, the art's great. Mm-hmm. The art's great. All right. Lucky thirteen, though, uh, George, become a Civil War tie-in. <laughs> Whatever. Ashley, you want to go next? Oh, let's do it. Okay, what do you want to start with? I'll go ahead and start with Spider Gwen. Okay. Ugh. So. <laughs> Man! <laughs> I'm sorry, did I do that? I'm sorry, Ashley, that was mean. <laughs> what am I looking at? So, what's going on in the book? She just got through the, the big Spider Women crossover. I thought yeah, that was okay. coming off the big crossover, which is essentially. This is like becoming like what if Spider-Man No More were the whole entire series? Yeah. Uh, what happened at the end of the big Spider-Woman crossover, which was um, Jess, Cindy, and Gwen all um, fighting the Earth 65 version of Cindy Moon, who was evil and had yeah. created a her own organization and was trying to pretty much get revenge for all the time she spent in the bunk and what was done to her. Yeah. It was but, okay. It was okay. Yeah. It was ultimately revealed that she was the one who engineered the spider that bit Gwen and gave her her spider powers. And somehow she ended up taking the, her spider powers away. We don't really see how, but she does it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Gwen is now left. She's been given like this device that has these artificial charges that'll give her spider powers for a short amount of time. But they're limited, so when they're out, Spider-Woman's gone too. Yeah. So right now, um, she's going through this whole dilemma of, oh, is this my choice? Is it the right thing to do? I was so ready to become Spider-Woman, but now it's been taken away from me. Did it even matter? Was I doing it for me, or was I doing it to do the right thing? She's being a real downer. Like, holy crap, this is like, like, angsty teenage monologue of the series. Um... Let's see, she was, like, she. her friends are trying to pick her up, and we find out that Frank Castle had been tailing her, and that he knows her secret, he knows that she's Spider-Gwen, and so we kind of end with, at least where we are right now, is her confrontation with him. Right. What's your, uh, what's your grade on it? Um, I'd say B plus. Okay. It's the art solid as usual. Um, I'm really interested. Just I love the how unique the universe is. Like there are just these really creative, clever, um, I guess like 
alternate identities. Like, uh, we saw Electra, we saw, um, Electra 65, and he's like this, I guess he's like this homeless guy, and he just has this little trick that he has a hat that has, like, a bunch of Christmas lights on it, when he puts it on his head, it all lights up. And it's, yeah. just, it's just really colorful, and it's just very, very vivid and visually interesting. <clears throat> yep. But you know, the first just... thing I popped them. Oh, yeah, I was just gonna say, there's it's good, but there's not too much going on that gets me really invested. Yeah, so. she's getting spread thin, a little bit like Miles is, I think. Yeah, I mean, when they have when they have something that seems to be popular, they just throw everything against the wall. The Spider like. Brand is spread thin. Oh, very yeah. true. Very yeah. true. And First with this pop- direction, with this direction they're taking her in, like, oh, she's gonna run out of spider powers. I'm like, well, what happens to the book then? What's gonna happen? Yeah. You know, yeah. in the future, it seems like it, they're just kind of getting run into the ground. So right. that'll remain to be seen. What's the next book you want to tackle? Um, I'll do Spider Woman next. Okay. Um, there's not too much happening here. It's just kind of like a day in the life of Jessica Drew, which mm-hmm. is, I mean, there's not too much going on, but it's fun. Like we first one yeah. we see her, it's just her versus um Tiger Shark, and it's just oh the fight spans the entire length of the of the comic book and nothing really important happens but it's just it's fun it goes i love that they take they take time out in the middle of the fight <laughs> yeah yeah wait, wait a minute what was no was that when she was fighting her uh twin from gwen's universe where they said the baby's crying no that's that was something different <laughs> something i thought that was really fun i like spider woman a lot mm-hmm. it's it's a nice little break from all of the melodramatic grandstanding preachy you know bs we're getting in the main lines it's just it's just a you know it's simple straightforward action spy stories i'd I'd give that book an a it's stuff in there we haven't seen in comics before Mm -hmm. at least i I just my only problem with spider woman is why she's not spider-man related why well I know, but <laughs> spider woman. That was a bad thought. Yeah. Her story is honestly more in line, I guess, with the typical, you know, the Spider-Man mythos. Just because she's the one going through and trying to be a superhero while <clears throat> trying to live yeah. a normal life on the side, you know, raising a kid and dealing with that kind of a schedule and well, a job. Just, when well, Jessica Drew is the closest thing we have to Spider-Man, something's wrong. Yeah. What would you give that book for a grade, you think? Um, I'd say that one's a B plus. I really yep. liked the following one where it's kind of dragging her into Civil War and that one just gets crazy. It's like she's trying to she's on this retreat for her job and they're trying to find evidence of a Wendigo. And she's uh what well, she's with Porcupine. He ends up going there at the ski resort. He stumbles into the kitchen and he finds out, well, first of all, he had come across this urban legend that people who eat human flesh on Canadian soil become Wendigos. I mean, I'm sure that's when, the version we've all grown up with. I think it's Wendigo. I, I, I yeah, it's, it's Wendigo. Wendigo, Wendigo. Yeah. That, that sounds like a vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> Wendigo. I'm going Wendigo, damn it. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> But so he stumbles into the kitchen. It's, it's a it's a Native American thing, actually. Actually, I know. It goes back a long, long, long time. I know. 
Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I love Wendigo stories. I need to be more of those. One of my Wendigo. favorite. Wendigo. Is she keep saying it? <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's it all good. Sounds more Wendigo and have damn drive. It. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when, when, when hey Jr. Alex for the longest time was calling Tigra uh, Tigra. Oh yeah. <laughs> you should drive me up the damn wall. I'll be like, would you stop already? Sorry. But he stumbles into the kitchen and he finds out that they're actually uh, the cooks are chopping up human bodies and serving them to the customers. So he it goes to a, a really dark place. But then Jessica just when he tells her and he's like, "Don't let anyone eat the eat the meat." She jumps onto the tables and kicks the food out of people's hands, saying, "Meat is murder." <laughs> like, my goodness. Just, when do we get vegans on this farm? And then people start turning into Wendigos from eating the meat. And then so Carol, or, you know, Captain Marvel ends up coming in there because Jessica had been um, ignoring her phone calls and they fight Wendigos together. Oh. And then they get caught up on what's going actually going on with Civil War. But Wait, I thought like, Carol was the cause of Civil War or whatever. Never mind, I don't care. <laughs> All right. It's a setup. So what? What's your great on that? That oh, was an A. Said, oh, okay. It was a fun story, and I like when day we, We've got when day goes. <laughs> when day goes. <laughs> when day goes. Uh, uh, silk. You got silk, right? Ah, uh, saving my favorite for last. Um, but yeah, again, a year ago, I would have never thought you'd say that. Right. Yeah, silk is your favorite book. That's funny. Awesome. And not only does he manage to like this this writer, I, I don't, I'm not good with names. I don't remember who's writing it. I'm, Robbie Thompson. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's not only is he yeah. writing Silk in a likable way, he takes you know the story that Dan Slott used to butcher Felicia, and turns that into something more three dimensional and sympathetic. Yeah. It's just oh, I love it. But um, they're just coming off the end of the Silk crossover with all the um. Not in the S I L K, the Spider Woman crossover where they're fighting Cindy from um, Earth 65, the Nefarious <laughs> Silk. And um, Cindy, the Nefarious Silk, had impersonated Cindy Moon and um, had gone through on this like big crime spree. So now, now that she's been put away, Cindy's kind of left um, uh, in this difficult position because. Now Black Cat thinks that she's done all of this amazing, like, gone on this amazing crime spree and done this amazing, like, like, breaking and entering and, you know, the master thief, like, her her usual shtick. So Cindy has to pretend that, you know, play along and pretend that she had been the one doing that. But, um, they end up getting, like, she's still doing the whole double agent where she's working for... Um, shield trying to figure out what black cat is doing what she's up to but she's getting more and more entangled as she's like you know she's starting to trust felicia and felicia's starting to trust her and they like have this moment where felicia's like really like she really understands her like she gets her to talk about what happened in the bunker and she tells her like oh you're you're strong you came through all of that and for the first time, Cindy feels really validated, and she starts finding this, you know, this valuable confidant in Felicia. So she starts feeling, you know, just torn about, you know, she knows that what Felicia is doing is wrong, but she doesn't. You know, she knows she's not completely bad. She sees that, you know, she's, you know, she's got her own reasons for doing this, right. which 
uh, speaking of the twist that they put on, you know, in in um in Superior Spider-Man and Amazing, what Dan Slott did was he um if you remember he had um Spock had yeah I'm losing my words here he knocked out Black Cat and had her rested and put away and then because of that. She comes back and is all like, oh, you took everything from me. I'm going to become the queen pin of crime and right. get revenge on Spider-Man because he took everything from me. And I was so bad. And now everyone – it was all about her reputation and getting so, – So it's get, uh, it's painting Felicia in more of a sympathetic light of where yeah, she Yeah, what they did yeah. here yeah. was like she had actually been about to retire and she was thinking about – you know, she never felt like she'd been successful as a hero or as a villain, and she just kind of wanted to take some time to be her own person. She was ready to, you know, right. um, quit it all for good. So it explains her out-of-character moments a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what's your grade on that book? Um, Yeah, definitely an A. Cool. All right, let's keep plowing a little faster, gang. Uh, this show's getting a little long. It always does with Spire Satellites. Mike, we're going to go through this with a record pace, all right? Okay, I'll try. We, we got all new Avengers. What's going on? Is Miles even in there? <laughs> um, yeah, well, I haven't, Well, first of all, I haven't even been picking up that book, so you're, oh, don't, oh, okay. so that's one, one thing off the list. You've dropped it, all right. <laughs> Mike's dropped it. I, I, I'm tempted to, I'll tell you right now. <laughs> yeah. uh, it, I, I've read at least two issues of Civil War. I've been spoiled on the third. Is, is there any spider people in the Civil War? Minute. Well, yeah, there's only like a, only only the idea of like Miles basically just deciding, oh, maybe Tony Stark's got the right idea. I shouldn't be with Carol Danvers. So, OK, so but, yeah. So, I mean, where does Spider-Man land? Have we established that? OK, so well, Spider-Man inter, in, in the actual Civil War series or the yeah, uh, tie-in the series. OK, well, he's hardly kind of really done much in that one either. Yeah. Then we'll but, then we'll move on to Civil War Spider-Man. Right. The mini okay. series. Yeah. And so in that in that one, um, in case for those who don't know what the premise behind Civil War Two is, um, there's a character called Ulysses who is an inhuman who has the ability to uh see and experience visions of the future or possible futures. Yeah. Oh god, and, that sounds fascinating. Oh yeah. I mean it's basically it's basically minority report without Tom Cruise and only dumber, but minority uh, report with an inhuman, yeah. Yeah, my basically. And um, so, of course, Carol's all in favor of using this guy, and Iron Man's not. And so, in the Amazing Spider-Man tie-in, um, we've got uh, Peter Parker. After uh, learning the unfortunate lesson of why Johnny Storm sleeps in the nude, um, yes, because apparently there's actually a there's actually a legitimate explanation behind that. Believe it or not. Um, <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold, hold on. Is it so that he doesn't have a nightmare or something in the middle of the night and likes everything on fire? No, no, no. It's because it's be, it's because his body temp because he such as has a high body temperature he can't sleep with pajamas, so he has to sleep with, in the so he has to sleep without in the nude. Does he have sheets? Yeah. So there's kind of a flaw in that little. Thing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. All right then. Okay. Said. Any, okay. The fan anyway, fiction keeps getting better. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Um. So it's. So the way they've arranged it is that the pe- that very stable kinda... molecule sheets. I just thought of that. Yeah, stable molecule bedding. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, anyway, um, they're the way they've arranged it between the heroes is they kind of have to basically babysit Ulysses. 
the Inhuman that sees in the future. Right now. And it's basically Spider-Man's turn. So they spend most of the night kind of going around preventing crimes and whatnot. And Pete, and Spider-Man's kind of impressed with Ulysses because he kind of sees like, oh, he's a young, he's a teenage guy, and I know how I kind of kind of relate what he's going through. So he basically decides to give him an internship at Parker Industries, where Peter hopes to like use Ulysses' future, you know, cognitive, you know, basically precognitive abilities to kind of see, um, you know, which projects that Parker Industries is working on is working, so they can develop them better. So. Not exactly business ethics 101 from Peter Parker, but but he sold pictures of himself. Self, yeah, yeah. He's the same Spider-Man. He doesn't pictures. have the best journalistic ethics. Yeah, no, not at all. Or business ethics, anyway. Yeah. Um. So while he's there, Ulysses tells uh, Spider-Man um, that he has a vision of Clayton Cole rocking the Casbah as Clash again, and that he's going to attack Spider-Man. And that's the end. How the end first issue ends, and then with the second issue picks up, it mostly focuses on uh, Clayton Cole, and you know basically how what his life is like outside of his work and everything. Is he good and or bad? He's still good, but he's okay. got a lot of. But there's a lot of pressure weighing down on him. He wants to try to make. He wants to try to make his own invention, so he goes into business for himself. But because he's an ex-felon, he can't build up enough of a uh, seed money. His parents are jerks. They basically tell him. Oh, you're, you know, you're so smart and better than everyone else. While they constantly belittle everything he does, um, his girl, his single mom girlfriend, he wants to propose to her, but then she breaks up with him because she doesn't want her. She's afraid that her son will start asking questions about, you know, about him as as his past. And so things are really and things are kind of really. And then on top of everything else, Clayton finds out about Ulysses and that about his visions. And he gets all up in Spider-Man's face like, I have been, I've done nothing but help you and done everything for this company and you still don't trust me. That's it. I quit. And he goes to it afterwards. So, so he's representing the reader. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. At this point. And even Spider-Man, yeah. and Spider-Man's like, oh man, you know, this, he's feels bad, of course, and everything. And, man. and Clayton goes off to a bar. I guess it's like, I don't know if it's the bar with no name or not, but... While he's there, um, he gets approached by Mendel Strom, the robot master, of course, Norman Osborn's former business partner and everything. And he wants Clayton to kind of pull an inside, uh, basically pull an inside job in Parker Industries and put the blame on Harry Osborn as revenge against Norman. Um, but Clayton's not having any of that, and he kind of leaves, but... After a while, he's kind of thinking, well, and, but, oh, wait, wait, back up for a second. Mendelstrom basically tells him, well, I know where you've been getting your equipment. You've been, for your own side projects, you've been kind of getting them from the tinker. And if people find out about that, things are going to go badly for you. And so, but okay. Clayton, he leaves, leaves there because he doesn't want to be blackmailed. But after a while, he starts kind of thinking about it, and he gets in touch with the tinker to get back. And so... He gets back his clash suit, and he looks like he's gonna. And the way that issue ends, it looks like he's gonna go on a right white riot with uh, Mendelstrom again. Okay. Um, but it's kind of a cliffhanger. So, what, what's your grade for that mini? Should you um, pick it so up? So far, so far, um, I'm giving these. Um, they're pretty solid B, B titles. I think I like the second one better because, as you probably know from the, because uh, Cla- Clash was you know introduced in that uh, Learning to Crawl miniseries, which was yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah, it wasn't that great, but. 
Um, I kind of liked what uh, Christos Gage was doing with his character, kind of showing you kind of really got it, really started sympathizing for Clayton and what he was going through, um, and how you know, how how it's kind of how it's a struggle to him try to turn his life around. But it just it kind of but that feeling that he's just decides society is not really letting him, and how even Peter's kind of still still suspicious of him right. and. Um, as for the art, though, which is by Travel Foreman, it's not really my taste. It, there's, it's a little bit too sketchy and at times, and sometimes it's overshaded a little bit. Mm-hmm. But overall, it's actually, it's, actually pretty, it's actually pretty well done. Sounds like it's better than the main book. It is better than the main book, there actually. There you go. It, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the only other book I think you've <clears throat> got left is uh, Spidey Deadpool. You haven't read the most recent one, but the one with Mephisto I definitely wanted to hit up. Yeah, the one with Mephisto. Spidey Deadpool is pretty solid, I think. Yeah, um, the what the, I haven't picked up the sixth one because that's a, and I'll get, we'll probably get to that some other time. But yeah. yeah, in the in the fifth issue, it's basically Peter Parker is dead. Mm-hmm. He got shot Deadpool, by Deadpool. Deadpool yeah. yeah, Deadpool killed him, yeah. and so he's kind of so Peter is kind of in limbo in the afterlife somewhere, and he's being haunted by these visions. Um, some of them can get kind of get real creepy because there's a thing with. One with uh, Gwen with a snapped neck, yeah. telling him how he like she says I love you, and then Uncle Ben with a bullet hole in his head saying he loves you, and then Doc Ock is there, and but it turns out there's are all visions per- perpetrated by Mysterio, who is I guess it's something trying to he's trying to do something. He's to, in a coma too. Yeah, he? he's in a coma too, and so yeah. what? So the, there's a, there's this plant there's a plan cooked up between Mysterio and Patient Zero to somehow possess. Peter Parker's comatose body so that Mysterio can take it over somehow. Those comics. It's, yeah, yeah. So it's some, and Deadpool was used as a patsy. And then Deadpool finally figured out that, you know, he's like, because his whole thing was, oh, I'm going to basically kill Peter Parker so then he can get tormented in hell. Only Peter Parker's soul never shows up. So he kind of realizes, oh, I've been had. Oh, but there is a point where Peter does wake up and then Deadpool kills him again. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> out of reaction, but <clears throat> but and there's this whole thing where Deadpool decides to go into limbo to help team up with Peter, and then Peter turns into Spider-Man, and the running gag is Deadpool doesn't realize that Peter is Spider-Man. He's like, "Hey, you're actually doing pretty good," you know. It's like you know yeah. maybe the the other Spider-Man would be jealous or something. And also while he is there, that's where we get to uh, Peter runs gets to run in with Mysterio. No, Mephisto. Oh, no, not Mysterio, Mephisto. Mephisto. Excuse me. Yeah. Too many M's in this same thing. Um, and that's where he finds out that, and that's where Mephisto is telling him how he brags. You know, yeah, he, he brags. brags basically that I pulled, I've, I've basically defeated you, and you don't even realize it yet. Yeah. You, you know, and of course, we all know what that's all about. I and, am the cause of all your mediocre, <laughs> mediocre <yet>. loves. <laughs> yep. And I took the greatest love, or whatever he said. I forget. Yeah. Also, uh, Deadpool meets. It's just stuff that joke was saying. said before. Yeah. Yeah, and also while it's, while it's, that, it's to- yeah. a total hit. Yeah, and while there, Deadpool also meets his ex girlfriend Death. Um, yeah. So I mean, he's basically trying to apologize for what happened, and right. um, and so he still loves her. But, and everything. but he gets Peter gets back. He gets yeah, back. he he wakes up. He's better, but he's still kind of always haunted by the uh, Mephisto. whatever Mephisto said. And at the end, we see, of course, Patient Zero, who was disguised as Peter Parker the whole time, um, taken off in his limo series. And even the last page kind of suggests that maybe Mephisto, Mephisto was kind of 
the real puppet master behind this whole thing. So it's actually what's, your, what's it, your grade for that book? You think? I give this actually, um, I give this about an A. I mean, I really like, I really like the way this series has been under Joe Kelly and, and McGinnis. I, I agree. I, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it makes, I mean, yeah, even though we don't really necessarily like the Peter Parker as the CEO thing, he makes it work. And also the interaction between, and I like the idea of Peter still being the straight man to Deadpool's crazy guy. Yeah. And also, and yeah, it just it allows, and there are so, even though there's some funny moments, there's actually, mo- there's also scenes where it actually felt like there's some genuine heart going on between the two characters. Like, it's not always like, you know. But it is actually so, and um, I know with the sixth issue, there's kind of going to have a fill-in guy, so we can um, later on and everything like this. But I mean, so far, I'm kind of impressed with the with yeah. with impressed with the series. Yeah, uh, I think that's all your books, isn't it? Uh, pretty much. Yeah. Cool. The only one I have is Carnage. Is any, am I the only one reading Carnage? I think at this point, okay. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's not bad. Uh, I, I started reading it, but I haven't. I haven't gotten caught. What happened to Zach? He sounds muddled. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carnage number nine is the latest issue written by Jerry Conway. Uh, Mike uh, Perkins on art. Basically, Carnage met a cult uh, who had the Darkhold book. And uh, it said uh, it had an editor's note in it. In order to f- make shit work, you got to go get on a uh, an altar, a sacred stone altar. Uh, and it's located on an island near Indonesia. So how does how does Carnage uh, get across uh, to Indonesia? He gets on a boat. He's on a boat. He's killing everybody. All the ships at shore get get ready. Carnage is coming your way. So a couple of issues ago, he uh, killed. He tried to kill a woman that rescued him. That was out in the middle of the sea. Uh, Carnage uh, now hops on a freighter. Filled with a whole bunch of cultists who said, ah, we'll take you there, no problem. And he goes over and he pretty much slaughters the whole uh, Caspian CFA or something like that. I forget what. Maybe Caspian Sea is on the name of the boat. I don't know what the name of the boat is. But uh, he's followed by the first woman that uh, uh, that ever escaped him killing. He's also got John Jameson and Eddie Brock on, on this little ship going after him and they find um, the this tanker that Carnage was on, and everybody in the cult is possessed by symbiotes. They get in a big fight with everybody possessed. It's, it's this is very much a horror book. <clears throat> Eddie Brock is his same evil self. He it shoots one in the face. He says, "Ah, he he has to die. I just give him his wish." Uh, and then. Um, very much like Alien, they go throughout the boat shooting these symbiotes, these people possessed as symbiotes. And then finally, uh, everybody gets knocked out with the exception of the one of his very first victims. And she's wrapped up in chains at the very end um, with the Darkhold book open, and he's going to do some bad things to her, I guess. Anyway, uh this is going a little long. The the previous issues I think were bees. This one's it's getting in the sea territory. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the art. I like the spooky aspect of it. I don't think Carnage can support his own book at this point though. Uh, but there's been a lot worse Carnage stories than this. Uh, what I always like to ask, or I I think I will ask at the end of satellites, through any of the descriptions, has this made Jr. want to run out and pick up? any of these books that we talked about. 
JR has fallen asleep. <laughs> <laughs> the silence says it all. Uh, not <laughs> really, not really. But no, I haven't been reading any of them. Yeah, George, you only pick up twenty nine nine. Any of these descriptions say, "Damn, I wish I could pick that up." Mm, yeah, no, no. Okay. Here's here's the thing. I mean, the the only thing I'm reading right now is Spider Man and Spider or ASM because of the podcast. Yeah. If I wasn't uh, if I wasn't on the pod, if I wasn't doing the, the podcast anymore, I, I wouldn't even be reading Amazing Spider-Man. It's that much garbage. Yeah. Um, but I, I do enjoy 2099 still, but past that, I like in Amazing Spider-Man 15 at the end, when uh, Spidey, you know, breaks out all of the uh, people that Regent put in goo, and, and you have all these heroes and villains sitting there about to attack them. I didn't, write, I didn't recognize half those people. I was like, I don't even know who the hell these people are anymore. The Marvel Universe has been dead to me for a while now. Marvel has has just screwed things up and, and mishandled everything so bad to the point it's unrecognizable for me. I don't even know it anymore. I don't. I, I just don't care about it anymore. This is why, like, during the first issue of Secret Wars, when people were dying left and right, it was supposed to be, oh, this is for real, wink, wink. I, I, I was yawning. <laughs> All right, gang, that's a wrap on that show. That was a long one, but we packed a lot in it. <laughs>